Broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah, deep in the bowels of the Utah FM radio station. Can Batman escape? Tune in tomorrow. Where geek is geek, and pandemonium reigns supreme. Don't make me destroy you. Always do. Your host, will reveal all there is to know about the world of geek. Nobody said anything about Mr. Santa. Dungeon Crawlers Radio, with your host. And a guy named Joe. One shall stand. One shall fall. Your adventure begins now. And there it is. Uh huh. Wow. Um, I'm. I, I. You know. I can't hear. You can't. Can you I hear can't. me? Hello. Hello. I think we're still live. Yeah, we are. Well, anyway. Okay. I'm only kind of sort of coming. Okay. I can. To all of you out there, welcome to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Please and thank you. We've made kind of this, <laughs> this leap of faith. Uh, yeah, uh, but our, not a quantum leap. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, no not very different thing. We don't have uh, Gushy or um, Al. Yeah, we, we don't have either one. Yes. So uh, we, we're on another platform, and due to some other things, we've moved. So we're recording live from Epic Puzzles and Games in West Valley City. Well, yes. Yeah, so uh, the, disregard the Salt Lake City part. Yes. And we'll just insert We're going to change insert that. Here. We, just, we just threw that in there, completely forgetting that it said, you know, deep in the bowels of Utah FM radio station. And uh, which, Salt Lake. which until recently yes, was true. That was true. Uh, we are no longer in the bowels. We are in this lovely, lovely game store. An actual open air Very room. Open. You know, bright lights. Mural windows. Behind us, windows. windows. They're in the door. Windows. And there's no pipes around us. There's no pipes. Yeah, no, we don't have to worry about leaks. So we don't have to worry about raw sewage falling on us. Oh, oh and air conditioning. Air, there, we, air conditioning you know, and heating. Oh, and heating. oh it, it, it's, I, you know, now I know what George Jefferson feels like. I moving feel I I moving on up. I feel like strutting down the road. We did move up. We did. We're not <laughs> we, below we, ground we, anymore. Yeah, that's We're true. The in level. every in every respect, we have moved up. So yes. So we are Epic Puzzles and Games in West Valley City. So those of you that are in the uh, Salt Lake Valley, or even we'll say Utah or Davis County, yeah, come and so check gonna, us out. We're going to be here from now on every Monday night, six to eight. Yes, that means our show is shorter. Sad. Sad as it is. Sad as it is. Well, but we don't get. We're not playing music. Yeah, so it's kind of almost sort of so, kind of pans out. Yeah, because we played an hour of music, so it, it works roughly about the that. same amount yeah. of time. Yeah, so it's uh, just now we got to be much more. Uh, we got yes, we can't lag. Bah. And um, this is a little bit new to us because uh, well, it's a new technology, but it's going to be fun all <laughs> the same because now <laughs> you can call in. We can have up to fifty callers at the same time. We could have a ho- we could have an interview on, and you can call and talk to the interview. Something we never had before. I mean, we are no have, longer. Yeah, what? We are no longer shackled. We're not <laughs> by, by one phone line. Yes. So 
we have Larry Korea on tonight. That means you could call in and talk to Larry Korea yourself yeah. and ask him how he developed Monster Hunter International, or, Vendetta, or Alpha. Yes, or any of his other book series. Or any, Hard or, Magic, or all the other stuff. Yeah, and, yeah anything else said. that he's... Or, I mean, heck, ask him what his favorite breakfast cereal is. You know, so for I'll probably know. I'm going to ask him tonight about... Hmm. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask him about the porcupine that held the rest of him at, him and his family hostage. Oh, I'm sure he's going to love know. that. He is going to love that yeah. one. Uh, I was going to ask him when it actually happened, when we were supposed to interview him originally, weeks ago. <laughs> Way so, back when. Yeah. <laughs> so, that at that time it was news. Uh, new news, but uh, not <laughs> only that, after that we're going to have Scott, the comic book guy. That's I guess that's what we're going to call him. Yeah, unless he, yeah, unless he can we'll come up with something. we'll ask him if he wants to come up with some like superhero name or some crazy yeah. thing like that. Like, Scott Man. Like, Scott Man. <laughs> I think that will stick. Scott it might. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just real, 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 real brief. Yes. To the point. It, it's really weird because I don't know what to do because we don't get to play music. <laughs> I know. I know. We usually had something like that to kind of fall back on. Yes. So, I mean, why don't we, uh, why don't we let the listeners know what we got coming up and how they can call in and be a part of it. So, if you want to call in, you can call us at... I understand we don't have a toll-free number, but most cell phones allow for long distance. So it's 626-226-1475. There's also a chat feature, but we're not going to use that tonight. We're going to open that up maybe later. It kind of bogs the system down. We're going to wait till Joe gets a set, uh, an, a laptop, a new phone, and then he's going to run the chat for us. Yeah, see, and then that yeah. way then one's devoted here. Yes, yeah. Inter- yeah, interact. Yes. So we will be doing the epic showdown, but I have no clue who's in the showdown tonight. Oh boy. Uh, let's see. I know we're I know we're still starting up on the DC side, and it was going to be. Wait a minute. I think. My... Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, those of you who are new to Dungeon Crawlers Radio, or DCR, in air quotes, as it is called on the streets, um, the epic showdown. We're on it, the street? Yeah. I well, have I, the magic notebook. Everyone, oh, see? There we go. See? we, we And here we were worrying yep, over nothing. So, uh, we pit two icons, two geek-related icons against each other, and we let you, the listeners, duke it out. So, if you've got any... Uh, if you got arguments why one character should win over another, please. I mean, uh, you know, call call in, email us through dungeoncallersradio.com, and and like us, like we said, eventually we'll have our our chat room up, and you can just do it live with us. Or of course, call in at our number, and um, you know, let us hear it, and you know, and it's really your votes that are going to decide who goes on to the next round. And, and right now, is yes, Max Lord versus the Flash. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Aha, uh-huh. see? So we're oh boy. I know and that's the last of the this half of the DC, right? Yes. And then we go back to the Marvel and side. Marvel. And so we're we're uh, right now we're deciding the winner of the comic book cup. And so we're pitting one half of the brackets is going to be all of the you know some of the kind of uh not major players. Yes. But definitely uh definitely players mm-hmm. on the DC comic side and then the other half is going to be the players of the Marvel side again, not not the big players. You know, we're definitely not going to be having like, you know, uh, you know, Spider Man and Wolverine and stuff like that. No, no, I mean we've got what? Uh, who who who, the, who are who some of the last ones? Who are some of the last ones that we had on? Just a couple of them. So we have Black. So next week will be Black Widow versus Hawkeye. Yes. Which is was in the last Thor movie. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's Blade mm-hmm. versus Deadpool. Uh huh. So the the Daywalker versus there's the, the guy versus that the can't die. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we got some great stuff coming up. Uh, so if you want, you 
to email us in your thoughts, go to DenverCrawlersRadio.com, click on the Contact Us, fill out a little form, send it in. That's the best way to do it. We will get the chat up, not this show, but probably the next. Um, it is going to take a little bit of time, but we will be able to get those those emails coming through. Or, like I said, you can give us a call at 626-226-1475. Uh, Larry's going to be giving us a call here shortly, but before then, I just want to play this really awesome spot. That uh, we interviewed the Cullen brothers a few weeks back. Okay. And I'm gonna, yeah, I gotta hear this. Yeah, we just gotta hear this. So uh, we will be back right after this. Ready for that? We can do it. No. Two. Ah, uh, the princess. Right. Got it. Right. All right. Anyway, uh, by the window, and I will get a count of three. Three, one, two, three. Yo, this, this is the Con Brothers and Colin. Brothers, Colin Dunny, daytime. Dungeon Crawlers Radio, with Heaven and a God. Daytime. Things Brothers. Brothers. That's true. It is. More than the Colin Brothers. We can try that again. We can try it again. We should try it again. But do we start off with the Colin Brothers? Revan. Okay. This is the Colin Brothers, and we love Dungeon Crawlers Radio with Revan and a guy named Joe. Starting off with Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Should we start this? This is the Colin Brothers, and then go into there. Those guys were great. As you could tell, yeah, it, it it blipped so much all over Even the place during the actual interview. Uh, so that's all I could rescue. But you did but a good job. You know what? That was rescue nine one one worthy. Bill that, Shatner would be proud. And with as much as they were being crazy, it kind of works. Yeah, <laughs> that's also very true. Those two, those two were kind of tearing things up. They were. So basically, let's let's kind of explain what Dungeon Crawlers Radio is because a lot of the, we may have some new listeners out there. Because we we are on Blog Talk Radio now, uh, we're no longer at our old location. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're expanding. We're going to be live every no- every Monday night, six to eight, at uh, Epic Puzzles and Games, unless for some crazy reason we decide to go more. Um, <laughs> who knows? Which, who knows? It, it depends on how popular we become here. So uh, basically, we are a geek show that talks about well, as our title says, all about the world of geek. We do put out a weekly podcast, which is really focused on gaming. Um, so you can check that out at our website, DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. Please do. Um, in fact, he says, kind of putting his hand in the one folding. before we need to get new podcasts recorded. Okay. So that will be out next week. Um, and then on top of that, we have a lot of fun stuff on our website. We have the Ten Commandments of Gaming, a must. A, a must. Yeah. I mean, and really, and before anyone, I think, jumps to any kind of conclusions, it's not about, it's not really about, this is how you play. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're it's etiquette. Loose etiquette rules. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's about etiquette. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about telling you how you I must think, roll the die with your right hand, throw it on the table, and jump on your left leg. No. No, nothing like that. that as funny as that would be, that and that should be Commandment 11, whatever that is. Commandment 11? Commandment 11. Yeah, yeah it's somewhere in there. But no, it, yeah, it's it's about etiquette, and, and and that's going to be. I mean, that's really the focus of. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, really, I don't know. My my whole statement is just get more. You know, it. You know, this is your time. Get more from it. Okay. So there you go. I mean, I can't. I can't even put it any more more plainly myself. And so let's. You know, so I mean, that's what you're going to be looking forward to. Is you're going to. I mean, that's what my advice is going to be centered around. 
is, you know, I mean, if, if people call in for their Gamer Forge, I guess we should explain that as well. We need to explain what the Gamer Forge is. Ah. So people know what kind of questions we're going to be looking for. Okay. Well, the Gamer Forge, it re- honestly, is um, we take a question or a focus. Um, someone's complaining that can't really hear me, so I'm wondering if that's filtering it out too much. Uh, we take a focus of role-playing or tabletop gaming or, or something, mm-hmm. and we, we we talk about that. We give our ideas, our thoughts, uh, what we would do in a situation, some ideas you could use in a situation and go from there. Now, what we have done in the past is we have had some people call in or write in and give you know say, hey, I'm experiencing this problem in my game or I experience this. Um, oh, looks like we're getting our call. So uh, we'll go back to that. Yeah, in just we'll, a moment. yeah, we will come back to that. So are you ready? We're going live. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Undercrawlers Radio. How are you? I'm good. It's Larry. How are you guys? Oh, That's hello, pretty good, Larry. We're doing awesome. Thanks for calling in. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, uh, oh, my pleasure. Oh. We we know it's been a little rough getting you back in, but thanks for coming <laughs> on. Yeah, good. Yeah, good to oh, hear. No problem. Good to hear. Yeah, it's been okay. it's been crazy busy lately. Yeah, I, I can see why. With uh, how many book, what how many book deal did you just get? Um, another ten, so seventeen total. Holy, <laughs> man, you're, you're just a busy guy. Yeah, you got a man. I wish I had that kind of job security. So, so when do you find time to, time to write? That's my question. Because I know you have a full time job too, don't you? Yeah, I'm still working on that. Actually, trying to figure out how I'm going to actually do this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just... work. Uh, I, I write at night and I write on weekends. Oh, okay. And I I can do about two books a year, like that. Wow. Whew. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. So, so you're busy for the next almost eight years. Well, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is. But I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see you coming out of a building much like Michael Keaton in Multiplicity soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wish. <laughs> yeah, it's going. It's going well. Um, things are really hopping. Nice. Um, it, it, it's pretty insane. Um, but yeah, seventeen books now. Uh, I had four come out this year. That'll never happen again. That was just because of my backlog. They bought all my backlog. Things that I already written. Yeah. Um, but it's about two books a year from now till forever. Wow. Yeah. That that's exciting to be honest. I mean, it, it really it, is. Um, it's pretty much every every idea I had, they bought. Um, wow. So wow. Every... Oh, go ahead. So, so what god up above decided to smile on you and just shower you with goodness? <laughs> the uh, god of workaholics. All yeah. right. <laughs> and and smile upon you, he has. I See, I say it's the goatee. I, yeah, I say it is your goatee. Because I, I look at well, that. Well, you guys see? Advanced. I shaved. Oh, oh you clean now? Oh, wow. Well, no, no. Oh, I, I shaved my kid because my kids had never seen me clean shaven. Yeah. Um, so I shaved it a week ago Sunday. They freaked out. I grew it back. I have I have it back already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, okay. See, that. now that reinforces my thought here see, of I, manliness. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> I, I let it, it try to grow for weeks on end and get stubble. Yeah, and here you are, baby's butt. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, it's, no, well, I was, I was thinking about this because when we talked to you uh, at a conduit some months back, you know, I'm just like, no, that is a manly goatee. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I'm like, I have my goatee, and my goatee says, pretty boy. But you, Sir Larry, no, no. That says man. 
You know, and then, <laughs> well, and then you grow you. it back in a week. A week. Yeah. Like, well, it's because yeah, I'm Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the reason I have a goatee to begin with is because I, I get Homer Simpson face, you know, five five minutes after I shave. Um, it just kind of get whoop and it pops back out, and I got this like brown stubble circle, and uh, my wife won't kiss me. The reason I've had a goatee for ten straight years is my wife won't kiss me uh, because I shave. I mean, it doesn't matter if I use one of those razors with like five razors on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a few minutes later, it grows back out, and I like saw her face off when I try to kiss her. <laughs> Oh. So it's like for the good of my marriage, I have to have facial hair. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like kissing forty grit sandpaper sort of thing. Oh, pretty oh. much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, just if I want to stay married, I I I, I can't shave. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> that works. The things you learn. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so how yeah, are the book sales sweet. going? Um. Book sales are going really, really well, actually. Um, even our, well, let's see, Monster Hunter Alpha was the last one that came out, and it, yeah. as of now, it's been on the bestseller, uh, the Nielsen Bookscan bestseller list for fantasy for eight weeks. And did um, this come out in paperback r- recently? Yeah, and it was, uh, it, it came out so two months ago, and it was uh, number 23 on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is, I tell you that the the mass market paperback list is so hard to get on anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it is it is crazy hard to get on there. So getting on the anytime you can get on the New York Times is great. Um, yeah, Brandon Sanderson gave me a heck of a compliment because I mean I knew it was hard, but Brandon came up to me and, uh, at at WorldCon and he was impressed with with how high it had gotten and that says something because I mean Brandon sells a lot of books. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that guy's like a superstar of uh, Utah writers, but yeah, it's uh, it's been selling really well. And the books that have been out for a while, they're uh, they're still consistent sellers. I mean, everything I have, uh, even Monster Hunter International, the very first one, it's still a good, consistent, solid seller every week. So yeah. I mean, oh, wow. Dead Six comes out. Um, the ebook Dead Six came out today, and then the actual book comes out on the twenty seventh. Mm. Um, don't know how that one's going to go yet because that's my first thriller. Okay. So fingers crossed that it does good. Nice. We will. I, I, a coworker of mine, he wanted a good book, and I gave him Monster Hunter International to read. He read it in a day and went out and bought the rest of them. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's just like, I love this book. So there we go. Now we I can trace it. at least two sales. Yeah. So well, three. He bought all three oh, books. Oh yeah. There you go. So and he's, his kids keep stealing his books, so he's got to go buy more. So, yeah, <laughs> theft. I awesome. know. Gotta love it. Yeah, I mean it's a great series. It's fun. It's fast paced. You really can get into it quickly, and enjoy it. <laughs> and it has guns. Yes. It does have oh, guns? Oh, yeah. It's more guns than I know what to do with. <laughs> so, I mean, it is it is gun centric fiction. Yeah, yeah, it very much is. It very much is. Which definitely appealed to me. I'll say that much. <laughs> it's definitely, I'm just like, wait, zombie hunting and guns? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes well, are going this way. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely gun nut fiction, and um, mm-hmm. that's worked really well for me though. There's a, there's a there's a big market out there for people who want realistic, fun monster explodey action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. And yeah, I, that's a... I'm glad to be there for them. 
<laughs> yeah, that is a, that is like an untapped like uh, like secret minority majority sort of thing. Yeah. It's like it's everybody's fantasy. Well, when I first wrote it, that's really what it was. Is there was um, there was a lot of people that just they they wanted you know they wanted good monster hunting type fantasy, urban fantasy, but they wanted like manly action adventure, not pseudo paranormal romance navel gazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted, <laughs> they wanted, they wanted it done right. They wanted it. Uh, I love when I get guys over. You know, they're over deployed in Iraq or Afghanistan, and they come back and they start telling me how how much they liked it and how fun it was. I, I mean, I love that. Mm-hmm. That that just makes my day. That you that so, that's the sort of attention you get. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, yeah. I, uh, I I I just I love that when when the guy over overseas deployed is like. Oh yeah, man! If monsters were real, that's totally how we would do it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That is like the best compliment ever. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. <laughs> You're getting the uh, the whole uh, monster hunting like sort of a uh, uh, codex slash Bible slash uh, coat of arms sort of thing yes. going on there. So, um, um, oh, sorry. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry, guys. You broke up there for just a second. Oh, no problem. Uh, Joe was just saying go ahead because it sounded like you were going to say something. Uh, no, no. I was just like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, okay, so anyway, so you were you were saying that your, uh, your, your e-book drops today for Dead Six? Yeah, Dead Six. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a military thriller. It's my first, it's my first military thriller. It, um... Uh, it, it's uh, my first book also that's co-written. I have a co-author on that. Mike Coopery is uh, my co-author. Okay. Uh, and, and, and for as far as – okay, let me give you Mike's resume as far as uh, street cred, thriller thriller writer street cred. Okay. Mike is currently in Afghanistan. Um, he is an explosive ordnance disposal guy. So if you've ever seen the movie The Hurt Locker, yes. uh, that's what Mike does. He's one of those guys. <laughs> And that's my co-author. So when his very first novel comes out, he is in Afghanistan defusing bombs. Man, talk about like, pressure. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. That is what he. So basically, he's. We can't have. We don't have book signings because mm-hmm. he is too busy being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a kick-ass book. It, I mean, it is really really solid. It's um. Okay, so it's co-written, but we did a little different. It's kind of an experiment because there's two there's two point of view characters. I write one, he writes the other. So basically, it's two separate novels intertwined, is what it is. Um, and it, it's it's sweet. I mean, it came out really good. I'm writing a guy that's a uh, kind of a scumbag thief assassin. Um, one of the other characters describes him as a. Um, a self-absorbed, godless narcissist. <laughs> oh, wow. Mike's writing this guy who's a uh, mercenary. He's this elite mercenary who's kind of a war junkie. And um, in this book, the two guys, they're not friends. Um, they spend most of the book trying to murder each other during a uh, violent, military coup, uh, violent military coup in a small uh, Middle Eastern country. Wow. And wow. It's a, it's a good good solid book and it, it started out as a um 
it started out as kind of like this internet experiment back in 2007 before I I had a writing career. uh, It was just this little online fiction serial that Mike started doing on a gun forum, and I didn't even know the guy. (laughs) And I was like, hey, you mind if I jumped in on this with you? And he said, yeah, sure, you know, go ahead. He was flattered. And so I started writing something in the same thread and set in the same setting, same world, different person's perspective. Uh, and we wound up writing a whole story on the Internet. And um, so several years later, I've got a writing career. I approached him and said, hey, let's take this thing, clean it up, uh, make it good, and sell it. And we did. So okay. I'm and hoping so this, it does well. And so this is the so Dead Six is that story that you came up with then? Yeah. Is yeah. That, that, understanding? That, okay. Yeah, the original internet thread was called "Welcome Back, Mr. Nightcrawler," mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> this is this is twice as big. Um, so it's a lot bigger. It's a lot better and more cleaned up, but it's the same basic story as that original one. Uh huh. That's pretty nice. Interesting. With all the, the all the polish should be in an actual book. Yeah. Yeah, and actual editing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Instead of uh, yeah, it's this amazing the difference sucks. editing makes. Yeah, <laughs> that's my understanding. That is my understanding of the editing process. So I mean, so I mean, how? So that is—is is that where the relationship uh, uh, with him began? Then. Is, uh, is, yeah, is, that's is, actually how we got to know each other. We're best friends now. He, uh, he lives out here now because he got stationed at Hill Air Force Base before he went to. Um, Afghanistan, but yeah, Mike and I are good friends now. Um, but that's that's how it got started, really. And uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of exciting to be here now and have the book finally come out. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, this project has been around since forever. I mean, we started working on this a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah, back in the back in the back in before the Ot Seven. So I um, yeah. So I, do you plan on working with him again then after this? Um, actually, the pre-sales have been good enough mm-hmm. that uh, we're offered um, we're offered two more books in this series. Um, sequel's called Swords of Exodus, and the third book's called Project Blue. But okay. Mike didn't want to sign the contracts before he left because he was worried he'd get blown up. Um, ah. you know, he's in about the most dangerous job you can have, so yeah. he really didn't want to sign the contracts and then wind up with like traumatic brain injury or something. Yeah, and then he can't deliver the goods, and then yeah, that would suck. Yeah, actually. yeah, that'd be a terrible way to go. But the possibility <laughs> yeah, that yeah, so that's where we're at right now. But, so when he comes back, I mean, he will. And uh, so when he comes back, we're gonna we're gonna finish up and we're gonna write two more. Oh, great. Great. So how long uh, so I mean so we can pull for him. How long is he going to be stationed over? He should be home and I think uh, it'll be well, depending it'll be February or March. February or March? So, great. Okay, then we'll look forward to hear about uh, hear about how you guys start up then when uh, when he comes back. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, really 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 excited for that one this week and hoping it hoping it does really good. So, yeah, but as far as thriller writer street cred, I mean that's most thriller writers were insurance agents or something first. So, yeah, I mean, real scary profession. Got, Ooh. Yeah, so he's got a really good resume as far as that goes. Yeah. So we're, I don't know, we, we're we're really excited for that one. And then um, after that, um, Spellbound, which is a sequel to Hard Magic, that'll be out in um, no, yeah, November. Um, oh. that's, so that's the second grim noir novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, first grim noir novel did pretty darn good. So I'm excited for that. That's the alternate history fantasy 1931, which um, I'm hearing from a lot of guys on the Internet makes a really good game setting. 
Yeah. And uh, kind of a pseudo 1930s pulp superhero thing. And then um, after that will be Monster Hunter Legion. I don't have a date for that. That'll be um, probably midway through 2012. Oh, man. Even your, oh, all you, you know, in your Monster Hunter books always have awesome titles. I mean, I mean, it's like we, you almost have to start making up like awesome words right here because I mean, after Legion, how do you get? I mean, is it like Zompocalypse Monster? Well, uh, actually, the next one fire. is uh, Monster Hunter Nemesis, which yeah. is the Agent Frank's book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, and the Agent Frank's book, yeah, everybody's really excited for that one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of weird that you know I like the approach that you're taking with with that as the you know shining light on uh, someone other than Owen because I mean as awesome as he is, you know it's you know you know there's you you've got like a enough backlog backstory going on to find to really shed light onto that sort of thing. Well, it's really hard when you're writing in the first person. You know, there's always so much story you can tell. Sure. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if you've developed, if you spend a lot of time developing a world, you really want to be able to tell that whole story. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to be able to break off a book. And really what happened was with it, Monster International and Monster Hunter Vendetta sold good enough that I was able to go to my publisher and say, I want to I want to expand it out and do other characters. I said, mm-hmm. so up next you can either have another Owen book, which is Monster Hunter Legion, or you can yeah. have a book about Earl. And uh, my publisher said, yes, give me the Earl book. So it it can really nice for me to be able to expand it out and and uh and take it in different directions like that. So um so it'll go back to Owen for the next mm-hmm. book. And then after that it's Agent Franks. Um and then it'll be back to Owen and mm-hmm. then some other ones that I can't I can't announce yet. So Oh, okay. But well, that, uh, that whole your yeah. hands are tied sort of thing. Gotcha. Well, I mean, no, they're under they're under contract, um but I just I I can't say yet because you need to read the other books first before I say where I'm going. Aha. Aha. I see. Yes. I see. Okay. I don't. Okay. So it's a matter of revealing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wait. I gotta wait a year before I say what, what those are. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's a magician. He doesn't want to expose the truth. Well, the yeah. Illusion until it's ready. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's an art. There's an art to this. I've got, I've got so much cool stuff. I've got a standalone. I got a, a standalone sci-fi novel planned. I don't know when that's going to be. I've got, a, and it's about a uh, reality TV show where teams of contestants compete to overthrow a small African country. <laughs> that's awesome. So, then I have a collaboration with John Ringo. Um, three books. It's a post-apocalyptic steampunk. Um, really? That yeah, it's it's a, there's been a there's been an interdimensional alien invasion, and what, what it was was kind of because John is not a fan of steampunk, and yeah. so he kind of got on this thought kick of well, how could you actually justify the existence of steampunk tech in a world, and so okay. he came up with something that's actually pretty cool. And uh, that's what we're doing with this one, and it, it's kind of turned into a post-apocalyptic coming-of-age story. Um, really excited <laughs> for that because you know John's a John's a super writer, so I'm really excited to work with him. Um, and then I've got a, uh, an actual uh, trilogy of uh, it's an epic fantasy that's um, it's original. That's just me, and um, this is my first foray into actual you know real fantasy as opposed to urban fantasy. Okay. So it'll be the first thing I've written without guns in it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so I have to learn about stabbing people instead of shooting them. 
Oh darn! Yeah, can do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It's just, yeah, this is anyone can very do it, challenging. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know anything about that at all. No, so, not at all. Exploding so, arrows. Yep, there you go. <laughs> so I mean, so it, how, what is so what is it like taking on uh, fantasy for the first time? Because I mean, having kind of transitioned, making the transition from the like the hard, edgy. Uh, if, Military. Uh, can that word. Yeah, that sort of realistic sci-fi violence, and bringing it back into to the more uh, fanciful uh, setting, like fantasy. Well, I, I mean, I, I grew up on fantasy, so I kind of mm-hmm. looked at this as an opportunity. Um, I mean, I've read more fantasy than any other topic. It's just turned out that I was really good at at writing other things, and so on this one, I, I came up with the, this fantasy world idea. And I uh, wrote a little short kind of based on it. And then I, I took it and I took the fantasy idea and I bounced it off my publisher. And she loved it and said, yes, I'll buy it. Write me three books of that and I, I, will, I will take them from you. So it, I was just trying to do something kind of original and kind of different. It's, it, it's pretty cool, though. It's, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. I can't say a whole lot about it yet. It's still brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a few years before it actually gets published. But I mean, I got to squeeze it in between the ones that are actually already making money. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, got to got to do the bread and butter books first. But yeah, yeah I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to do an actual straight up epic fantasy novel. And um, so it's a world with a very very brutal caste system, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just it, it's interesting because what it was is what you know usually in fantasy you have the um, at some point in the history you had where some guy beats the big, big bad villain. And, but there's like some sort of religious prophecy of how a descendant of that guy in the future will beat the big bad villain again, right? You've all seen that done a million times, right? Yeah. But you ever notice in those stories, it's always like you go down all these generations later, and there's only like one descendant? Yeah. Okay, come on. Come on, really. If the guy saves the world... And like the religion says that his descendants going to save the world, that dude is going to, in a couple of generations, he's going to turn into the house of Sod. Okay, yeah. he's going to have <laughs> he's going to have four hundred wives and four hundred concubines, <laughs> and all his kids are going to have four hundred wives and concubines, and they're going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I did is I created this group, and here we are several generations later when people have kind of forgotten about the actual history and the religion and the, and the reason it's there, and they just basically get sick and tired of these hedonistic scumbags that run everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, But they are truly the chosen one, <laughs> the chosen people, only everyone's really sick of them, and they have a little comeuppance. So <laughs> that's... That's where this comes in. It's it's gonna it's it's gonna be pretty fun. I'm 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 really excited to write this one. And yeah. it's still dark and it's still violent because I yeah. can't help myself. That's just the kind of stuff that I write. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, that definitely that definitely sounds like the Larry Korea sort of uh direction sort of thing where it's like uh yeah, you could do the whole heroic epic fantasy, but everyone's done that before. But you're taking like this uh uh I don't want to say like backdoor approach where it's just like, yeah, we haven't tried it this way yet. Yeah, I just have to do. I just have to do things. I, I just can't ever do anything like the easy way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it always it always has to turn into like some personal challenge of, oh yeah, well I'm going to do this and this and this. Well, I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Hard Magic started on a basically a, a dare from a college student, mm-hmm. 
Well, I was I was at LTUE, which is at BYU. It's a writing conference at BYU, and yeah. uh, I was on a presentation. I was on a panel with some some really big name epic fantasy authors. I was on a panel with um, um, Brandon Sanderson and Dave Farland, and I can't even really recall who else. But I mean, some pretty big name epic fantasy guys. Well, this one college student has a question about character or plot or something. I can't even remember what it's. Kid asked this question. And I and I look at the other authors and I have a really good answer for this and I go oh I got this I I I got a I got a great response for this the kid cuts me off and he says no 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 I don't I don't care what you think you're just a contemporary fantasy author I want to hear what the epic fantasy authors have to say whoa I was like well, what and I only had one book out at the time but I was like oh yeah so afterwards I went to Brandon and I was like all right all right real fast what are the rules of what makes up an epic fantasy. Uh, and so he kind of he kind of ran down the list, you know, big world building, a lot of history, a lot of characters, uh, in depth story, a lot of plot line, that kind of thing. So he starts giving me all these rules of what makes up an epic fantasy. He's like, okay, 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 I can do that, I can do that. So if you look at Hard Magic, it fits like basically all the rules of what make up an epic fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I, I went home and I was like, all right, I want to write an epic fantasy. And I started looking at this, like, yeah, I can't just do swords and elves and dwarves and stuff. I need to do something different. So it turned into a 1930s superhero story because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything I touch turns weird. I just can't help it. But if you look There's at it, it is actually an epic fantasy. Yeah. I mean, everything in there is an epic fantasy, only it's an alternate history, 1932 superheroes, magic samurai versus ninjas, flaming pirate dirigible novels. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that has, like, the makings of, like, a – a comic book, really, that has like a, a oh, like the next big man, game. dude. I wish uh, it would make such a good comic book. I uh, actually sent off the um, uh, the guys that are the, the heads of um, okay, I won't say, but a, a big comic book company um, recently received copies of Monster Hunter. I was referred by one of their one of their top writers is a, is a fan, and mm-hmm. um, so I'm I'm hoping they decided because the, one of their top writers thought it would just be awesome to do Monster Hunter comic book. So, yeah, yeah, it would. Uh, yeah, Why not? Fingers crossed on that. I'd love to get my they've foot got a in Gears that of, They've got a Gears of War comic book. Why not have a Indeed. Monster Hunter? Indeed, they do. Oh, man, yeah. Either Hard Magic or Monster Hunter, either one would just be, I mean, it'd make a good, either one would make a great comic book. Yeah, um, yeah. I would love hey, let, that. You know what? Let's, let's aim high. Let's aim for the sky here. Aim for the stars. All right? Both of them. Okay? Both Monster Hunter <laughs> and Hard Magic. And then eventually the ultimate comic book crossover movie. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Monster Hunter Magic Monster as a movie. Oh gosh! Well, you know I sold the rights, right? You guys, yeah, you yeah. That? You were mentioning it at Conduit, so yeah. Would so be fingers awesome crossed. Movie. Yeah, nothing's happened yet. It's the same people that did uh, uh, Walking Dead on AMC. They uh, it's Entertainment One uh, bought the option, so they they optioned it. Basically, what options mean are they're giving me money just to not to sell it to anybody else, and mm-hmm. then if they decide to go into production, then it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game. So Ooh. you know we'll see what happens. That would be so. They pretty so much awesome. paid you to sit on your idea. Yes, that's what <laughs> options are. They 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 have reserved the option to produce this. Um, so you get a little bit of money. It's, it's not bad, yeah. you know. Um, but if they then decide to go into production and make a pilot, because it's for a TV show, not a movie, um, and if they decide to go into production and make a pilot, then it's really nice money. I mean, it's it's pretty sweet. 
So basically what it is, they option it, the production company options it, then they take it around to studio, they take it around to like HBO and Showtime and uh, the networks, and they show it to them, and they say, hey, do you want to make this? So that's kind of how it works. Yeah. So fingers crossed, because that would be so oh, cool. Yeah, to find yeah, that would something be like amazing. that. I mean, especially with oh. how successful um, uh, Walking Dead has been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this would completely Yeah, I think this would great. this this is like the the evolution of that sort of thing uh, of like the zombie uh, uh the zombie genre. That's what I'm looking for. Well, and it would have the what it is is you know True Blood has been really successful. Yeah. Um there there's Walking Dead has been really successful. So there has been kind of a rash of monstery related TV shows. Actually a really interesting one. Um uh I don't know if you guys read Jonathan Mayberry. Patient Zero. Um, think think of a secret government organization like secret agents that fight weaponized zombie virus outbreaks caused by terrorists. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so he he almost had a TV show called Department Zero, and uh, but it didn't. It, they did it. They did. The network decided not to make it. Um, uh. But he he almost. I mean, I still hope they. I mean, I hope they still do because that would be great. It's a great book. Um, so that would be just really cool and um so you know it's hollywood's weird and you Mm -hmm. never can count on them to actually do anything so if this stuff happens that would be great but i'm not holding my breath okay so So, all right that would be so cool so uh if i if i I may ask you this question then regarding your work as it relates to uh hollywood then if there was one thing that you say has absolutely has to be kept uh like a detail that has to absolutely be included in the Monster Hunter or Hard Magic movies, uh, what would that be? Like what has to act, like absolutely be in the you mean in the yeah, movie? Yeah, there's like one thing that's got. Yeah, that's some just one thing that absolutely has to be included. Oh jeez. Um, oh, that's a hard question because they're going to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys know, when I was out there when I, the year before, I was meeting with some guys from some movie studios. Yeah. Uh, when some movie studios were looking to buy the Monster Hunter, we were at a meeting and they were throwing around names of actors to play Owen. And mm-hmm. as you know, Owen's a 300 pound, 25 year old, muscular, hulking, surly, you know, sarcastic, half Polynesian accountant, gun nut. Okay. So when they're throwing out actors' names, they're like, what about Jake Gyllenhaal? And I'm like, what? And they're like, ooh, ooh, what about Tobey Maguire? <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there at the table. I'm starting to have an aneurysm. And uh, finally, the movie guys reaches over and pats me on the back and he goes, "Oh, don't worry, Larry. You're just the writer." <laughs> oh. So basically, they're gonna they're gonna. I mean, if Hollywood makes it, odds are they will they will screw it up. <laughs> so I mean, I get people on the internet. They're like, "Oh." Hey, you know, make sure you retain creative control so it doesn't suck. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea how this process works. Yeah. I am, you know, I'm such a nobody in the grand scheme of things. I I can't go in there and tell, oh, you you can't do this and this. Dude, Stephen King does that. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, then there you go. I I bet he had to work hard to get that. Oh gosh, yeah. So, so basically, there's nothing really that I can, um, I can hang my hat on, that they're mm-hmm. not going to change if they feel like it. But, nothing, so, but okay, 
So so basically, just keep we're, we're you're just gonna keep your fingers crossed and hopefully they, yeah. don't, they don't screw it up. All I can oh, really hope for is if they do decide to make it, the guys that are behind it, like the director and uh, producers, are people that are fans. That's yeah. my only hope. And just try to, you know, and try I, to keep. I mean, it is in the contract that I I can be retained as a creative consultant should they want mm-hmm. me. Um, but that's just up to the director. So. Yeah. I mean, they might ask, please use me as a creative consultant, and maybe then my opinion would have, you know, validity, and they would just ignore it if they choose to. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about from from a writer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Should they make the movie? Should they make the TV show? And it absolutely suck. What do people always say whenever they see a bad TV show based on a book? They say the book was better. Yeah. And even if you get a really bad TV show. People still, um, your book sales go up. Like um, the Dresden Files was canceled after what half a season, and yeah, I mean, all the fans complained. It didn't really follow the books, and the character wasn't anything like the main character. But Jim Butcher's sales still went up dramatically. I mean, it was still because yeah. you're basically having an hour-long commercial seen by millions of people. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying as a writer. I'm trying to find the downside here. <laughs> yeah, that, that. I mean, that sounds like a pretty sweet deal all the way around. You, know, you, you, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't even pay for that advertising. No. No, no. There there's is. a writer. There's no way. There's just not that much money in books. Yeah. Um. So I am lucky. The guy that the guy that would probably be would, would probably be the executive producer should this actually get made is uh, the same guy who is the executive producer on Game of Thrones right now. Because that was the guy, that was the Hollywood agent that represented Monster Hunter in this deal. So, I mean, he should it actually get made. I mean, I've got some really interesting, really good, solid people behind it. Well, so, that would be amazing. Yeah, that's that's, well, yeah, that's incredible right there. Game of Thrones is awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. an amazing series. Uh, yeah, and it is hitting it huge. Yeah, that, really that well season, done. Really, really well done. So, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like. If you if this does go to a series, you, you've got a made. Yeah, there. So there are really solid individuals involved, and uh, there is a lot of interest. You know, there's a lot of people that are really, um, really interested in this, and you know, fingers crossed. It's all. I mean, I keep saying that, but it's kind yeah. of repetitive. But it really, honestly, there's just a point where, as a writer, it's just out of your hands. Yeah. And yeah. you, uh, you throw it out there, and that's really all you can do. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I can I can hope. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, so, I, oh, did you just blink? Ah, uh, yeah, I just he blinked. Did. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question for you. So I, oh. I was I, I I look at your blog stuff like that. I have to ask, what was up with the siege with the porcupine? <laughs> oh, the porcupine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my neighbor my neighbor uh, called me up on oh, one one Saturday. I was home writing, and Nate calls me up, and he's like, "Dude." There's a porcupine on my porch, and it won't leave. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, but I'm really busy. He's like, dude, it, it, seriously, it's this giant porcupine. I was like, okay, okay, work can wait. I have to go see this. And, um, yeah, it just would not leave. And <laughs> it was hiding under a chair. So we took a shovel handle, and he's got little kids. He's got a bunch of little kids. He's got a dog. Yeah. You know, so it's porcupines, they, they, they're dangerous because it's part of the shovel handle, and I poked it. And it starts swinging its tail around. It embedded spines in the shovel handle, like like deep into the wood. Wow! Like, Holy crap! So um, 
You know, I, I was trying to be law-abiding, so I called the, the wildlife resource people, and I was like, is it legal to shoot porcupines? And they're like, yes, it is. I'm like, okay, cool. Just <laughs> <laughs> going in. So we're trying to shoot it off the porch, and, um, he's, you know, and so finally we just got a hose, and we squirted it with the hose for a while until it got sick of us and left. But, you know, I, I, I bought my gun, and I was prepared to shoot the porcupine if we needed to, and I just joked around, uh, I just joked around on my blog about that, and, Oh my goodness! The uh, animal rights people. There was a couple of animal rights people who read that who just got so very upset <laughs> yeah. wow. about us being prepared to shoot a porcupine. Yeah, they yeah, were I mean, just I saw, so offended. I saw all the posts. Uh, like, really? <laughs> Over a porcupine? Uh, I, a porcupine? I can't believe you would do this. Oh, oh, like, innocent animal. We're like. Yeah. We went out of our way not to shoot it. Yeah. yeah. We were like squirting like it with a hose. Not like you're wiping <laughs> out the entire porcupine population in the yeah. valley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, the, I mean, the way these people reacted, you would think that I had gone on this porcupine killing spree. Oh. And uh, that's the internet for you. It is yeah, filled with outrage. <laughs> <laughs> it has some positives and some negatives. That's true. Yes, yes. There's still with, still with people prepared to be outraged at the slightest provocation. But, uh, yeah, the porcupines, I have I have moose in my neighborhood. I mean, quite literally, I have yard moose, and I joke about that. Like, if you uh, go on Twitter, my uh, on my profile, my Twitter location is Yard Moose Mountain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other morning, I mean, we, we, got these, we got a girl, a uh, big girl moose and a big boy moose, and a girl moose, I caught her in my front yard one day. Um, when I was coming home, and uh, the other day, big male moose is walking down our street, um, and it's like right in my neighbor's house. So I go out and I see this giant moose, or my wife sees a giant moose. She comes and gets me. We're looking at him. So my wife goes and gets her camera, and she's gonna go get pictures of the moose. And I was like, "Don't get very close. It's a, it's a wild animal." So she starts walking down the street in flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And, and I, I mean, I go down and I grab the nearest rifle, and I'm just kind of back there with it because it's a giant wild animal. And my wife, um, I'm like, don't get me closer. She's like, oh, it's fine. There's people closer than me. It'll go after them first. I'm like, honey, you're in flip flops. Moose can sense weakness. <laughs> <laughs> They're moose sense. <laughs> yeah, oh, his, moose, wow. his moose sense would tell him that you're in flip flops. So yeah, we we've got. I live in I live in Morgan County, uh, out in the east of the Wasatch Front. So we actually have a lot of wild animals up here. And apparently there was a black bear down in the next neighborhood, and uh, there's a cougar. Apparently we just have we have a cougar that lives or has been seen um, uh, right right here um, just in the last week. So I had to tell my kids, you know, if you see the big kitty, don't pet the big kitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the big kitty alone. Close and, the uh, doors so, and don't let the dog out. Yes, because it will just eat the dog. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I like I like I used I used to live in uh, Salt Lake, so I live out in the country now. I much much yeah. much prefer it. I'm, I'm a country boy. Probably gives you a nice environment to write. Oh, it is. It is. I tell you, because it. Yeah. You know, just Salt Lake City, just driving places. By the time I'd get home, I'd be too angry to to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just come home and be like, I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Construction alone will do that. Yeah. Oh. And if there's yeah, anything we have a lot of, Salt Lake. 
<laughs> yeah, try going down into Utah County. It's even worse. Oh, Utah County is so nasty right now. I know. Uh, I was down there a little while ago, and it's, the whole dang thing is under construction. Yep, mm-hmm. I, I live down there. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I'm like, why it's did so I move bad. here? I know. Oh, I feel like, for you. You got this road under construction. You go to get on this on-ramp. No, it's closed. But you can get on it in the morning, but it's closed at night. Uh, yeah, there's just weird things going on down there. But, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it'll be good when they're done in like six or eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, when... <laughs> yeah. You might actually finish your books. Before they're done with the uh, with done with construction, when we have hover cars, yeah, <laughs> and it's no longer needed. That's actually that's actually their plan. Uh, that's, 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 that's because they they actually aren't going to ever finish. They're just hoping mm-hmm. for the hover cars to be invented before then. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> just to give up on it. No, yeah. I don't. I don't miss living in town. I do not miss living in town. It is very conductive as a writer. Um, so the only time I go down to Salt Lake now is we have uh, writer nerd game night and. Uh, so my game group's actually in uh, Salt Lake, and uh, it's a bunch of novelists, and we get together uh, one one night a month and uh, and play games. So that is about the only time I go down there. And luckily, I'm usually driving home at one or two o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> <laughs> traffic is traffic is usually pretty dead by that on a Thursday night or Friday morning. Do we know so. Do we know any of the individuals in your gaming group? Uh, Dan Wells. Of course. Um, yeah. I am not a serial killer. Uh, Paul yep. Jeunesse, of Iron course. Dragon I, series. Yeah. Um, and, 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 uh, and Paul is crazy to play with. I mean, he gets so into character Paul, that it's scary. Paul is Paul is intense. Paul is yeah. intense. He, he is. He um, a, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say he ran a game for a pirate game for us, and it was just. We were all like gripping the table, like what, what's going next? I mean, he's just so intense in the way he, he brings a, a every story out, and I I can just imagine him playing a character. I mean, if he was playing a serial killer, I'd probably wet my pants. Yeah, well, he's that intense. He's, actually, he's doing this guy who's kind of like a uh, he's, he's playing uh, we're playing Legend of the Five Rings, the um, yeah. you know, kind of mystical samurai game, and. Paul's playing a Cooney, uh Shugenja. So he's like this, this semi-psychotic, sociopathic, um, hyper-violent, extremely practical death wizard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Paul, wow. Paul, I mean, who, 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 who thinks he's prophetic when he's drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, so, you know, and, you know, Paul is so intense. Uh, yeah. And he is so awesome. And another thing we've been doing is that because there's a bunch of writers – Afterwards, we we've been writing up. I'm going to start posting these on my blog just for for kicks. Uh, we've been writing up game, you know, in character journals afterwards, mm-hmm. um, which kind of started because you know people would miss a night, so rather than spend an hour to catch them up, time, we would just write all this stuff down and we started doing it in character, and that grew. And we started putting actual like fiction in. So here we are, a bunch of professional, really successful writers, um, and we're basically doing glorified fan fiction. Um, <laughs> for, for, I mean, I'm a New York Times best novelist. Okay, I am. I am a yeah. very successful professional writer, and I am. I come home from a game, a game night, and I'm all excited because I get to write up glorified fan fiction for my imaginary magical samurai game. 
Wow. <laughs> How do we get in on this there, game? There is, there is no unawesome word in that sentence. Every word in that sentence was awesome. We need to be a writer just so we can get in on this game. This. Oh. oh, man. Who do we bribe? Oh, well, Dan Wells is in charge. Dan, this is Dan's game. Dan's campaign. Ah. Um, we'll get the text ready then. Well, yeah. I need to call up Dan. No, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I, I, I used to play a lot in college and uh, yeah. in high school and then then I didn't play games for probably about ten years. I mean, you just well more more than that. It's just um, you know he, life gets in the way, kind of thing. Yes, Career and multiple jobs and family. Uh, you know, I was oh yeah. I, I mean, having 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 kids and then I was a firearms instructor, um, which kills every weekend. Um, yeah. I mean, when you when you teach when you teach shooting classes are almost always on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a multiple day class, it's almost always like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, I mean, it just it just kills your free time. So I just didn't play games for for forever. And then one night I was at a book signing at, uh, with Dan Wells, and uh, they're just talking. And uh, it was guys from Elitist Book Reviews who are in there too. And so we're talking, and, and Steve is talking to Dan, and 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 I go, Oh wow, yeah, you guys play games? I, I used to. And they all look at me and they go, Really? <laughs> <laughs> and because they had somebody just move away, they're like, "What are you doing Thursday?" Uh, nothing. <laughs> right, come on, come on, you're gonna play. You're in. And they're like, "Here, here, read this." <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah so I, I've, it, I've gotten back into that the last year, so it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I'm just a good bunch of guys, and uh, gives me an excuse to write glorified nerdy fan fiction, which is great because it's something I can write. That I'm not worried about bidding, you know. It doesn't have to be perfect because I ain't yeah. paid for it. Well, <laughs> you know? not only that, it kind of keeps those juices moving, and you know, kind of gets the, oh, yeah. the junk out of the way. Oh yeah, like if I if I turn, I mean, honestly, if I can go write just a bunch of stuff that's just for fun, then you know, the next day when I have to write like the paying business stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it, it helps keep writing fun. I mean, because I still I work a lot. I mean, I still have my military contracting job. Um, and so I work a lot. I mean, I work a lot of hours. And uh, anything you can do to keep keep it fresh and keep it fun is so worth it. Um, I mean, I'm probably still going to keep doing the military contracting job for probably another year or two just because I really I'm, – I'm good at what I do and I really like it and they treat me good. But mm-hmm. uh, it's getting to where I just am going to be a writer because I I honestly just can't – I can't afford the time. So um, and I'm, I am, I'm making more money off of writing now. Um, but that's hard, you know. It, it, when you get paid every six months, it's a little bit different than that nice getting paid every two weeks kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When you got a, a bunch of kids and a house, and you got to be all responsible, and you know that kind of thing. Now, if I had my old job that just sucked, I would already quit. First royalty check, boom, I would have been out of there. <laughs> you know, but having a good job makes it actually the, working two jobs doesn't suck when you love both of them. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah. So. That's that's where I'm at right now. Well, I mean, that's kind of a good, kind of a good space to be in, though. So you get a, yeah. you're you're kind of at that precip where you get to decide, okay, do I keep my nine nine to five job or do I get to go write for the rest of my life? So, especially yeah, and writing, what, seventeen writing books. Wins. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, writing writing is going to win. That, that's the thing. Writing. I mean, my, and my boss knows that because she's a fan. <laughs> my my boss reads my books, 
And uh, basically we have this thing at work where I keep her up to date. And we're all coming. Every time I do like a book deal or a foreign language translation or something, I'll be like, hey, Karen, the French are going to translate it. And she's like, oh. Because <laughs> she knows that every time something like that, like that happens, I'm that much closer to no longer, you know, having a day job. Because <laughs> with everything that happens, you know, you just have to be like, well, I pretty much need to be just a writer now. So, um, yeah, but it's probably one more year just because I really do like what I do. I mean, I I, I help the military. I I, um, I mean, indirectly I help keep fighter jets in the air. So, you know, that's very nice. Kind of a really sweet job. So I. I I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm a, I'm a really lucky guy. But then again, I worked really hard, had a lot of really crappy jobs for a long time. So yeah. I'm I sure think we all time. have to kind of get through that that crappy phase where we have those, you know, those jobs we just dread getting up and going to work to. Yeah, and then one day there's like this. Then one day you like you'll finally flounder somehow into a really awesome job. <laughs> so yeah. that's just that's why we all keep getting up in the morning and going to work. So yeah, I don't know, but I I I, I really am looking forward to just being a writer because then maybe I can write three books a year, and uh, you know, then come up with even other cool you know interesting things. I want to make um, a Monster Hunter International employee handbook. Um, I've got some friends that have used, used to work for different game companies, and uh, so we've talked about doing a kind of so it'd be a Monster Hunter International like game supplement slash just employee, you know, play perfectly straight employee handbook of the company with, um, you know, how to, how to hunt different monsters and what they're worth and the equipment and all this stuff. But it'd also be kind of a game supplement for, uh, for everybody else. And I don't know, I just, I have all these different projects like that. I want to tackle. I want to make my own B movie. Um, nice. <laughs> I want to make a low, but I want to produce a low budget monster movie. Um, you know, there's a lot of really talented people out there and uh, who, who want to make movies, and so I want to produce a, you know, low-budget monster flick. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be fun. You might be able to even get Bruce Campbell on there. That could be fun. Oh, that'd be a dream come true. No, we're not going to have that kind of budget. Yeah, it, well, it's a, I can't afford. I, I can't afford Bruce Campbell. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, he he loves doing you know those type of movies. So who knows? You know what I really need to do is find out if he's a Monster Hunter fan. Hey, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get him as one it's of the like, main characters. It's like Bruce. Bruce, I'll put you in the books, man. I yeah. will put you in the book. I mean, heck, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Ted Nugent in a book. Nice. <laughs> that's that's I mean, bonus. Yeah. So I, that's the best thing about being a writer is you can do pretty much whatever you want. It's such a cool job. Yeah. Well, not only that, you get to meet tons of, of great people and stuff like that, too, I'm sure. And just going from conventions and interviews and stuff like that. So, oh, you man. Yeah, all, I've met, all the fans. I've met so many writers now. Yeah. I mean, and, oh. who's, well, when I who's went a to, famous person that you've met that's read your book that you can list out? Well, I, well that's why I was going to say. I was going to stick Ted Nugent in the book. I, got, I've, um, I, uh, I even have a picture of, of me and Ted Nugent on my phone. Where I I just have this like big grinning like an idiot uh, idiot <laughs> picture because I, I got Ted Nugent with a Monster Hunter patch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was kind of fun. I've heard, but I've not confirmed. Um, but I was told this when I was out in Hollywood last time that Jeff Bridges actually really liked Monster Hunter. Um, oh, that'd be cool. 
Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, he, I was like, can we get him to play Earl? <laughs> <laughs> the dude. You know, so I, but I haven't, I, you know, I haven't heard that from the horse's mouth. That was just secondhand. Yeah. Because um, that would be so awesome. Yeah, that would. That's really nice. It, well, when you start when you start meeting all these other writers and they've actually heard of you and read your books, uh, like I'm getting a blurb from Tracy Hickman for Hard Magic because he just loved it. Yeah. Um, he just loved Hard Magic. Said he, I mean, he said he wishes that he would have wrote it. And um, so that was as a as a guy who grew up, you know, reading every Dragonlance book as a teenager, I was just giddy as can be on that. Um, oh yeah, you know. I was at when I was at when I went to um DragonCon, I went to DragonCon a few weeks ago and I was on a panel with Laurel K. Hamilton and Sherilyn Kenyon and Jonathan Mayberry and Faith Hunter all on one panel. And wow. uh, this room held like over five hundred people and they just I mean, we filled it up and the thing is none of those people I mean, most of those five hundred people, they were not there for me. <laughs> I mean, here I am on this panel with Probably you know three of the top five uh, epic fantasy or, or, or urban fantasy writers in the country, you know, and uh, it was kind of cool. It was it was it was a little it was a little intimidating. It's like yes, I am I am the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am the little nobody on this on this panel. It's <laughs> sweet. On a team of experts, effectively. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was. I mean, it's kind of funny though, because you can tell the Larry Korea fans because we passed out three Monster Hunter hats beforehand. So yeah. there was a lot of Monster Hunter hats still in that audience. Oh. Like my, my my portion of the audience was the was the heavily armed part. That was that was those were my guys. <laughs> so uh, um, so while we're on the subject of kind of uh, being on the. First time then is like so. What was it? And I got I got I got to wonder this. I was just thinking about this. Is what was it like your first time uh, participating in uh, in your first role playing game? What was that like for you? Oh man, that was I was uh, oh geez, I was probably like twelve years old, um, and none of us had a clue, and it was like mm-hmm. me and my cousins, and uh, we had like. The old, um, like, original, I'm trying to what, I don't know, I can't tell you what edition it was, Redbox. Um, okay, way back and we in were, the day. Yeah, we, yeah, way back in the day. And uh, we were utterly clueless, and we didn't know what we were doing, and we mostly got in fights about rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it was really awful. I mean, we didn't yeah. know what we were doing. And then, so, I volunteered to, after a little while, I volunteered to GM, because I actually, even back then, because I liked world building as a kid, you know. Yeah. Kind of why I went being a writer, and uh, I had no no concept of balance. So uh, basically, I had one cousin that was like this completely indestructible killing machine, who just did everything and didn't need any help. Because <laughs> <laughs> of like, you know, just decked out in every piece of awesome equipment like ever in the world, and uh, yeah, it would suck. To looking back, we really had no idea what we were doing, but it was fun and. Uh, yeah, and then in high school, I found some other guys that knew what they were doing, and it was fun. And then in college, played quite a bit. And um, I always, I don't know, I, I, it's kind of fun. Okay, if you read Dead Six, um, keep in mind this is a this is a military thriller. But the character that I write in this book, this is the one I you know I came up on the fly uh, writing this during one uh, one summer when we did the online fiction thing. That character was basically a rogue. 
that I played in a campaign, in a, in a D&D second edition campaign in college. Um, so when I was writing this internet thriller on the fly and I needed a fully fleshed out character and personality and everything, yeah. it was this rogue that I played. And um, so I basically sucked him out of a fantasy world, changed his name and some stuff about him, and stuck him into a military thriller. And uh, <laughs> it worked. I mean, it worked really, really well. I mean, like I said, the self-absorbed, godless narcissist. Yeah, he yeah. was. A, it was. A, it was a character. And in fact, his one of his aliases at one point is Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, the character's name is Lorenzo, but one of the, one of his aliases was was, uh, was Ozzy, which was the D and D character's name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so, so the past coming back. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so I, uh, I, 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 I've always enjoyed the uh, just the gaming and the imagination and the uh, and the world building. I'm a sucker for the world building, and um, I, plus, you know, I'll say this: my career. I mean, I made a career as a finance guy, as, as an accountant. Yeah. And I learned to do math in my head because of second edition. <laughs> I, I because it was so friggin' complicated. Um, with just, you know, everything's got a base number and you got FACO and, and, oh my gosh. But I got to where I could do all these, you know, I was the guy at the table where everybody rolled the dice and then they looked at me to see if they achieved it or not. (laughs) (laughs) So then when I go to college and I'm doing, uh, I'm doing accounting and Mm -hmm. I I found that I could do math in my head rather quickly. (laughs) (laughs) See, the the things you learn from... Role playing. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Social skills and math. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, there you go. And um, so I could learn. I, I I built a successful accounting career and and writing. Very nice. <laughs> so I, I have now introduced my kids. I've been running a game. I've been running an L five R game for my children, and which is a whole different set of challenges. We call it Korean Nerd Game Night. Um, and the beauty of this is that the total combined age of my kids is uh, 27. They're actually going to have a birthday, so 28. So the combined age of my kids is 28 years old. And I'm trying to – so it's a little different. And so it's a, when you're running for kids, it's a lot more hack and slash, a lot more um, instant gratification. But this is the coolest thing ever. My son, who's the youngest – is uh, playing this, like, just basically total kung fu bad mamba jamba, right? But my son has now come to understand the value of experience points because it makes him able to kick more butt. <laughs> so the other night, he he's not doing his chores, right? And my wife is, is like, you better go do your chores. And he's like, I don't want to do my chores. And my wife goes, if you don't do your chores, I'm going to have dad take experience points away from you. Holy crap. My son, he's like, oh, oh, and he runs. <laughs> he runs and just starts doing his chores right away. Wow. <laughs> I come home. My wife tells me about this. I'm like, oh, honey, that's powerful. I was like, you, it's like, you have no idea how brutal that is. <laughs> she has found the key to making him always clean now. <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah, Dad will strip experience points from you. And he's like, oh, but Mom, I'll just say rate three. And he runs off. <laughs> he's like, I'm about to go up a rank. She's like, I don't care. Clean your room. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, Yeah, boy. absolutely brutal. 
Yeah, we've been having a lot. We've been having a lot of fun with it, though. It's it's been it's been a huge success in my house. So, I have one daughter who's kind of the pretty pretty princess cheerleader, um, yeah. and she loves it. She is really good. And she she's a, a social role player. However, her she's made it so her siblings are not allowed to mention that she plays at school. She's like, she's like, Claire, she's like, I'll play. She's like, no one is allowed to, and she gets way into it, okay? But no one is allowed to say anything to, like, my, my friends, the popular kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then my, then my oldest is a, is a rules monster combat junkie um, daughter, so she's um, playing a berserker, and she's a number cruncher, and, uh, She's she's just she's all about the stats, and uh, and so it's funny already to see the different the differing the differing personality types in my young children emerging. It's uh, (laughs) as a father, it's been a rather rather rewarding experience. (laughs) I bet you you have officially leveled up as a dad. It's pretty sweet. My wife, my wife just thinks it's crazy. She, she just doesn't get it. She's just yeah, like, okay, you guys do this. I'm gonna go watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> and usually, isn't it the uh, stereotypical dad thing to do? Is be like, I don't get what you're doing, so I'm just gonna go watch TV. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, so you you got a leg up on the rest of the dads out there. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm 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 like I'm, I I better get like dad of the year for this or something. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too because they've got because we've been doing it for a while now and they're getting craftier and expecting me to do to provide better games. So it's yeah, actually wow. forcing me to like not just throw crap together because I'm dad and they're little kids, they don't know what's going on. But it's gotten to the point where I'm having to like build a campaign. We got backstory, we've got extent, you know, we've got, and it, it, and they expect me to. I mean, I have to full on act. Okay, I have to do wow. the voices. <laughs> I mean, so my children are forcing me to bring my A game now. It's um, they've up the end. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, they're forcing me to actually like do work and prepare. <laughs> oh man, nice. this, this is like a third job you're taking on here. Yes, I know. It's like it's like yeah. It's so so you're you're a novelist, you're a defense contractor, and now you're Korea family game master. Yes. <laughs> oh boy, very nice. I got. I mean, I I I envy you for having such like open-minded kids who are will totally willing to play along with you and actually learn this to a high extent. And you get to work with the army. You're, you're a defense contractor, and you write novels. Make money from writing. Uh, how, how do you fit time to sleep? Man? I don't. That's the beauty of being a workaholic. Yeah, they, <laughs> like I said, what gods have smiled upon you? And one of these one of one of these days, I will just topple over dead. But then I will finally rest, and it will be awesome. All right. <laughs> and I expect to see a smile on your face that that whole time. It's just that is what I Indeed. see from you. Indeed, I've been I've been busy, so it, it, it has been a good run. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I I'm assuming they can our listeners can find your books pretty much any bookstore, Amazon. Well, where else? I mean, just all everywhere. The, all the, um, borders, probably not borders anymore. The, yeah, borders. Yeah, yeah. No, no borders anymore. Um, the big question always is where do where do, how come I can't get your book on Kindle? How come I can't get your book on the Nook? Yeah. Um, you can just not directly off the Kindle store. Go to 
Band.com, B-A-E-N. That's my publishing house. And mm-hmm. if you go on to there, they have what's called Webscriptions. And just click on that. You can download all my that, you can download my ebooks and have them emailed right to your Kindle or Nook from from there. Uh, we yeah. have a contractual yeah we have a contractual disagreement with uh, with Amazon right now. So um, so people ask the most common question I get is why can't I get your book on my Kindle? You can. You've got to go to Band. It's only six bucks on there too, so they're nice and cheap. Um, all so Amazon. All my books are on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Pretty much most most regular bookstores uh, will have my books. So yeah. okay. Um, available everywhere. And Dead Six is out this week. That's this uh, week. Fingers crossed that it'll do well. Yep. It, it's All out right. on the twenty. Well, yeah, it's out officially on the twenty seventh. So well, it'll start like, stores any day now. It just seems like everything you touch turns to gold. So it's gonna work. It, it'll turn out well. Man, I Aww. hope so. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> far. And if you don't, and if you don't, if you don't want to buy it from me, buy it from Mike because he's over. He's over in Afghanistan defusing murder bombs. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and the guy is a bad man, Majamba. He deserves he deserves to have his first book do well. Yes, all right. He, he's an awesome guy. So thanks, guys. Okay. I appreciate it. Well, we thank you for coming on. And, yeah, thank you, know, you for being with us again. For being such an enjoyable interview and just tons of fun. So we'd love to have you back anytime. Uh, you know, let us know when the next book comes out. We'll we'll bring you back on. And you know, thanks for coming on. Cool. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. All right, have a good one. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And And there we go. There we go. That is one more for the record book. Yeah. So I'm going to play a quick song. This is uh, from Creative Commons uh, Music uh, by Lukash. It's called Stand Alone. Give us the time to take a quick break after that interview, and then we'll pull in... uh, I don't know. We got to come up with a name for Scott. So we'll do that while the music plays. So we will be back soon. Enjoy.
Crawlers Radio. I'm Revan. And this is a guy named Joe. You're welcome. I just realized we didn't announce ourselves at the beginning of the show. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, the, 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 the intro said. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, But now you can make the distinction of who is who. Yes. So uh, we just got off the air with Larry Correa, uh, New, New York, York Times, Times best-selling best author. Yes. Uh, author I would have wanted to do it at the same time. I thought. Yeah, uh, we can't do that. No, we're not uh, that cool. We're not like the Cullen, Cullen brothers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Monster Hunter International, Vendetta, Alpha, Hard Magic, and Dead Six. Is that Dead what it Six? Is? Dead yeah. Six drops this week. So, uh, with this, we didn't come up with a name. You got to get really close to the microphone. All right, all right, guys. Remember to eat. All it. right. So, uh, eat your mic. Basically, we got Scott. He, he's going to be our comic guy. So we were thinking Scott, the com- the comic book guy, or <laughs> Scott Man, or what? What were the other ones? I I came up. I Scott that's Man. all I could think of was Scott Man. Scott yeah. Man. I like that. Let's go with that. Scott Man. Scott Man. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, there's been a lot of going on in the comic book world. The biggest kind of is the, the new 52 titles from DC. Um, I have a few. Yeah. I went out on my way to pick up cause so yeah. I could say I have a number one. Yeah, of something. It's however, right now, however, man. I can't get my hands on Detective Comics one what? or um, Action Comics number one. Did you get a Justice or the League J- one? Or Justice League one. Yeah, that that thing sold out. I went quick. to go get it, and it was gone in ten minutes. Yeah, it was gone. I know we, we doubled our order at um, Game Haven for comics. Yeah. For these, and it still we just blew right through them. Um, I went to get Red Lantern number one. I have day. that. Did you? Oh, yeah. lucky! I I went in there, and the guy next to me was going, and he's like, "Hey, do you guys have this comic?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's right here." And I'm like, "Oh." So he got my, he got the copy I was going to get. That you were supposed yeah. to have. And so I'm like, dang it. But, oh, well, you know, <laughs> I've tried to reorder a few of them, and Diamond doesn't have them on reorder right now. Wow. Um, Justice League 1 already went through four prints, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're doing more. So, it's already gone through four. I, was, I haven't even been told of the second one coming in. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how, uh, from what I understand, it's gone through four prints. So wow. it's just selling like crazy. And I've seen it because I have a digital copy of it. Oh, uh-huh. So, I mean, I actually want a hard copy so I can put it up on my wall. But uh, the artwork in it is amazing. But the thing is, it's like, you know, none of the superheroes know who anyone is. No. So, no. you know, you got Batman in there fighting Green Lantern right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Superman shows up, like, in the last two pages. And I I have to say, I was kind of concerned about his suit, but I actually like the look of it. 
He doesn't have the he doesn't have the red underwear anymore. Is it just straight yeah. blue? It's stri- well, it's it's blue. He's got the red cape. It looks more like an armor. Okay. And the belt is red. Okay. Um, but <laughs> it looks really good. Yeah. Honestly, um, you know, and Batman's uniform kind of look. I mean, they all kind of have kind of an armored type look. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it's like. There's a scene in the book that just I find hilarious because Batman just like takes Hal Jordan's ring right off his finger and starts examining it, and he's like, "How did you do that? <laughs> That's not supposed to happen." <laughs> you know, but of course he's just—it's like he's barely figuring out his powers and stuff like that. But if you get Green Lantern one, it's still the same storyline that's continued from Brightest Day and uh, Blackest Night series, and it's like, yeah. what the heck is going on here? They picked up with some of the books right where they left off, and other books they backed up about five years. Yeah. And, okay. and so you almost have to – I don't know how to even describe it. It's supposed to be reader-friendly, new reader-friendly, yeah. where anyone yeah. can come pick it up, and you don't have to know the backstory. Almost like how Ultimate, the Ultimate series yeah. was from yeah. Marvel. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing that, they kept some of the backstory, like with Green Lantern. Yeah. You're just continuing the continuity. Yeah. yeah. Where other books, you're kind of resetting, like with Superman or Action Comics is yeah, resetting. Yeah, that and one's resetting. Detective Comics is, is resetting, resetting the first yeah. Joker. And so you're resetting on some, but not on others. So it's like, how are readers supposed to know what's said in the past? How are they supposed to know what's said in the present? Yeah, well, that's what's, what's really on? confusing to me. I mean, I have Batman and Robin, number one. And that's still talking about the Batman Incorporated series. It's like, okay... I'm confused now. That's right. Because what is moving forward and what's not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know all the Green Lantern stuff, Red Lantern, all that's going to be the same continuity. Uh, I don't know about Flash. I haven't picked that up yet. I, uh, I haven't heard on Flash what it's going to be doing. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it going. Okay. Um, but, I, yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting change. I was just reading uh, Green Lantern War of the Lanterns, which is yeah. the last big story art right before it Yeah, I love over. that one. And I was, I've kind of been burnt out on Green Lantern uh-huh. since, um, yeah. uh, what, what's the, where everyone dies. The, uh, the Blackest Night Blackest, Series. Yeah. That's where I got re- back into it. Really? Yeah. See, I was burnt out from it. And so I took a little break from it, and then I just kind of picked up the last few nights mm-hmm. reading through what I've been, I've missed. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's been really mm-hmm. good. So now we're starting over with issue one, and Hal isn't the main Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, and it starts right after the end of the War of the Lantern series. So, you know, Sinestro's got a green ring on again, mm-hmm. um, and the Yellow Lanterns are, you know, told to kill any Green Lanterns, and, you know, so Sinestro has that ring, and he's, yeah. he he wants it off just as much as anyone else wants it off of him. <laughs> but, you know, the Guardians are like, no, yep. you're keeping it. It chose you for a reason, and, you know, they got rid of Hal because he's killed a Guardian, which... The rings are designed that no one has a strong enough willpower to do that, and yet he has. Even though this guardian was a, a renegade, it was Corona, and he's try, he's planning on destroying all the corpse and the other guardians, and they still say, no, you're gone. Well, rightly so. They're scared to crap, the crap out of him. If you've ever worked for a big corporation, yeah. that's definitely what the Green Lanterns are. Yeah. yeah. Because those guys, <laughs> they take forever. It's like a big ship. It takes forever to steer anywhere they're going to go. Yeah. And they make slow, steady turns. Well, Hal's out there. He's the one in the trenches doing yeah, the work. Yeah, he's just navigating around everything. Yeah, I mean, those guys are the ones doing the work, and yet they have to go through all this bureaucracy of a big corporation, basically, to get anything passed. And those yeah. guys don't listen to anybody. Yeah. So I can see where it'd be very frustrating. Well, I am... With Green Lantern, I read up until the uh, oh what Emerald Twilight is that what it was where you know Hal's as 
well, now we call Parallax. And, yeah, you know, he, sure. I have that final episode where he snaps Kilowog's, mm-hmm. or destroys Kilowog and snaps Sinestro's neck. And then then I got the next epi- issue where they introduce Kyle. Yeah. I got about three issues into that, and then I quit. Uh, <laughs> and I haven't read anything else till Black as Night came out, and then you know, then I've been kind of going back. I got you know all the Sinestro, w- Corp War, and then Rage of the Red Lantern stuff like that, which I've really enjoyed. I really liked it, you know. And then going into War of the Lanterns, is, you know, what Jeff Johns has done has really kind of invigorated it, and has been really well. So I'm glad they're kind of keeping the storyline, but at the same time, I'm like, I thought everything was resetting. This makes no sense to me now. Well, in a fan of Green Lantern series and what's been building, I mean, it's been building this whole time. Yeah. Jeff Johns has been writing it. And yeah. you almost don't want to lose that because yeah. you have a lot invested in it if you've been yeah. following yeah. it for a while. And I think it's a smart move on their 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 behalf, but at the same time, it just doesn't make sense with everything else they're, exactly. they're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, it's like the one – so it's like a reset and then like there's this it's one like, – But this loophole. Yeah, and so exactly. how does that connect with everything else? Because you're right, you know, it's kind of like – Everything's starting within the last five years. Batman's kind of been acting in secret prior to that. Now Superman's just coming out. Wonder Woman's coming out in her new uniform, which I still hate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Flash, you know, stuff like that. You know, my question, you know, how are they going to incorporate other things? You know, like the fact of Nightwing, you know, he was the first Robin when he started out. So how do we explain Robin or exactly. Nightwing mm-hmm. now? It doesn't make sense, you know, and uh, the Batgirl. Or is it Batwoman, Batgirl comic? It's like, that one does, it's kind of like she remembers a past timeline or something. Well, there's supposed to be some event that happened, what is it, three years ago from the current timeline that changed her so she could, she wouldn't be paralyzed anymore. Yeah. So there's some kind of event that happened three years that kind of changed things. Because if Superman supposedly already been killed and brought back from Doomsday. Yeah. Yeah. And his action comic series, which makes no sense. Because so, that's, he was, so that's already happened? That's supposedly already happened. But he's happened. not shown up as Superman until now. And, <laughs> and so it doesn't make sense because also Lois Lane was married to him at that time, I think. Yeah. And now they're <laughs> writing for opposite papers and yeah. rivals with each other. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of things where they've changed the back end to it that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And so it'll probably be like how Crisis was, the original Crisis. Um, where they had to do almost these origin tales to bring yeah. everyone up to date. And I, I don't know if you guys have followed Superman books for the last five years, but almost every year they seem to have told a new origin tale of Superman yeah. in some yeah. period of his life. And now they've reset all of that. And it's like, how much do you expect your comic buyers to buy for the same origin tale over and over yeah. again? Yeah. And as long as Grant Morrison's writing it, you'll probably keep them. But well, I mean, else can level, you know, keep that high quality that Grant Morrison can do. Superman Earth 1 was a really good really good Superman story. I really enjoyed it and I would like to see something come from that. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. The whole Superman story arc just kind of crumbles in on itself. You know, how can Doomsday the Doomsday event already happen if he's just now showing up as Superman? Yeah, too many I mean, that was a huge event and yeah. you had almost everyone in the DC universe helping out and getting their trash kicked mm-hmm. by this creature. Uh so it doesn't make sense. You know, uh you got Batman that's kind of been working in secret all this time, but I mean that doesn't make sense. And you no. got you know, you have one hand you have Green Lantern that's just now showing up, but then you have the storyline that's still yeah. moving traditionally like it's I mean he's had the ring for years and the parallax entities and the, he's been possessed and stuff like that. So Yeah. 
How does this make okay. sense? So I mean, so I, okay, so I've got to interject on this one. Then. Go ahead. Um, and ask. Okay, so I mean, this is only we're only what like how many weeks in here? This, like three. This is technically the third, the third week. Third, okay, three weeks in. So still, so, I mean, yeah, all there's, the there's first a issues lot of question. Out. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just I'm uh, like I think that I mean, is that in your in your opinion, Scott? Is this going to be a good move, leaving so many questions so early on? To a certain degree, yes. Um, a really good series I've been following is on uh, Newsarama. Mm-hmm. They, they've yeah. been doing a, or sorry, Comic Book Resources. They've been doing a D, uh, the DC Comics New Reader Litmus Test each week. <laughs> week two just came out, and so they go through all the books and have people that have never read comics or never read mm-hmm. DC, and they give them the books and say, "Is this something you'd want to read again? What sticks out to you? That sort of thing." Okay. So I've really been following that to see what the reaction is. But it, it's been varied depending on the site you go to. I've yeah. seen Red Lantern Corps get trashed by some writers. They absolutely hate it. Yeah. Well, other people love it and think it's the best thing ever. And it just depends on the characters, your own taste, that sort of thing. So it's, it really depends on what you're into. I think that the nice thing about it is they've really uh, given people a lot of different things to get into. I mean, there's a Western book. There's horror comics. There's, there's a Frankenstein zombie, there's one. Frankenstein. There's a I Vampire, which obviously yeah. I don't know what they're pulling on there. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> Twilight. And so I mean, they're they're kind of trying to reach every person available and yeah. interest. You have the old Stormwatch characters yeah. coming back into it, which so far I I don't know what to think about that. I was <laughs> I was I was big into Stormwatch. I love Wildcats, and yeah. it's kind of an interesting thing to see them integrated in. Um, I mean, Deathstroke, the reviews I've read on it, some people love it because it's like this amazing action series. Other yeah. people said, yeah, I guess if you're a 45-year-old guy and you want to feel like you're really tough and cool, then Deathstroke's a book for you. Yeah. <laughs> it... Well, I mean, they, they are kind of trying to reach out. And I can see some titles like JLA reaching out to new readers Definitely. and creating something new. And if you just read that without reading the others, you'd be fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it, it's the media buzz too. I mean, think of how much media and press they've actually gotten from yeah. this. Which they, uh, how much do you see? Very rarely in the media ever cover. EW dot yeah. com has had articles on it. Mm-hmm. Um, even the local the uh, New York Times, yeah, the New local York newspaper. Times. Yeah, uh, I mean, Action KSL had an article yeah. on it. Action Comics and Detective Comics haven't had a number one issue since they started. Exactly. So I mean, this is kind of big for those two comic issues in itself. I mean, Superman or Action Comics was up in the 900s. That's right. And you know, I did the math. Yeah, that goes way back to you know whatever 50, 1950 or whatever, whenever yeah, it I think started. Yeah, so. I think it's uh, or, 30s. Yeah, maybe then. Taken. Yeah. So I mean, that is a big deal, and that's why I, I gotta have this. So I can put it up on my wall. So you know, 50 years down the road, I can look. I don't have the original number one, but it's still a number one. It, the interesting thing about DC is they're not afraid to change your continuity. No. And yeah. where they've been. No, they're they're not. they've done it quite a bit. They've been through like this forever. I yeah. mean, if you pick up the issues in the 50s and 60s, they never expected kids to actually keep them. It was you read it, and then you throw it away. Yeah. And because none of the stories really went in order, they had flashes on different planets. They had different kind of abilities or different yeah. villains. Mm-hmm. So it was never something where they expected it to be continuity-wise. And they have no problem resetting it, yeah. as they've done over the years. Whereas Marvel is very much stuck in their continuity. Yes. Yeah. And while they might retcon things or change some things around, they stay in it. So DC doesn't mind throwing the switch when they when they see it getting too dull or too yeah. boring. And, you know, I think some things will stick from this. I think other things won't. Um, I think it's bold to do 52 all-new issues at the same time. That is. 
Um, but, and I wouldn't be surprised if several of these start dropping off after a few months. I but mean, from what I understand is they're supposed to have another launch of number ones coming out at the start of next year. So we <laughs> might, yeah, we might lose, <laughs> say, 10 to 20 of these, but by the start of next year, there will be books taking their place. I mean, you have Justice Society of America yeah. that got canceled. You have Outsiders, which has a following. I mean, there's other books out there yeah. that have followings that people were upset that they canceled. So it'll be an interesting change to see how this, ha- you know, what happens. And if the sales figures are good, how far is Marvel away from this? Yeah. Well, Marvel's already talking about uh, thinking of the doing a, a reboot. I, I mean, they've just done it recently with their Ultimate line. Yeah. They basically wiped it out and restarting with whole new people. Yeah. You had the new, new Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. one, and it's not Peter Parker, which was huge, and from what I understand, that sold out too. Yeah. So if you can get a copy of that, I mean... I could have bought one, but I decided not to. I'm yeah. a Spider-Man fan, but it just wasn't on my... My not high on the list. Desire of want to buy. They, they kind of ruined Spider-Man for me when yeah. they took uh, Mary Jane out of the equation. As, yeah. Uh, you, really, you, you really you, you saw that as like as a negative? Oh, I couldn't yeah. stand it. Really? Um, I mean, I uh, myself personally, I started with Spider-Man around issue three fifty one, three fifty two. It was a oh. big crossover with like Dark Hawk, Moon Knight, Punisher. Nice. And I remember those as a kid, and I was like, Peter Parker has this great marriage. She's really fun. It was almost like the ideal thing of like, hey, I want that. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, they always talk about and Peter Parker being part the, of the every man. Yeah. And, yeah, and they still had problems. They still had problems, yeah. yeah. But I, they worked it out. I was like, it like um, blew my mind when they started to mess with that and, yeah. and make it where they didn't have a good relationship. And then they were kind of separated for a while. And it just was like, this isn't the Peter Parker I grew up with reading. I guess yeah. if you're from the 60s and 70s, you're used to single Peter Parker. But what is the comic buying age group? that they're reaching there. Yeah. What are the numbers compared okay, to so, the 20, 30, 40-year-olds? So then before we go back to uh, to uh, finishing off the DC section then, is so um, with with the Spider-Man change, I mean, what... Um, let me ask you your opinion on this one as sort of the resident comic book expert. Is... Uh, was... Because the, with the whole giving up his marriage to Mary Jane, was that worth it? Was, was it worth everything that he traded in? You know, I don't know. I It got me out of it, and yeah. I know other people that got out of it. I know other people that started reading Amazing Spider-Man because yeah, of Yeah, because it. of that. The, the other issue that I have with it is they canceled all the other Spider-Man books to get everyone just to read Amazing at the time, which right. was three issues a month, which that's quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I was getting a – I'd get my hold once a month, and I'd have three Spider-Man books. And I didn't really want to read three Spider-Man books in a month. It was almost mm-hmm. overkill. Okay. Yeah. And – then they started putting in all the other Spider-Man books on top of it, like a web. They put it web back out and a few other spectacular. books. Spectacular. And it's like, you know, if you're going to have me buying three of one series a month, I'm not going to be buying these other things. So yeah. they're stretching your budget pretty thin on what you're going to buy. Sure. And to me, it's almost like that's what the comic market has done, is they stretch too thin how many books are out there. And it's too hard as a comic fan to buy everything you yeah. want. So you zero in on the area you like, and I have never downloaded a, a comic illegally, yeah. but that's why there's so many illegal downloads now of comics. Yeah, yeah. It's because there's so much stuff out there and people can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it comes down to. If they were releasing... Yay, internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Torrent sites, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's changed how comic buyers, it's changed habits, it's changed how people do things. Yeah, I mean, I only get Green Lantern, and the reason I'm expanding out of that right now is because I want to say, hey, I got a number one. Exactly. Otherwise, I wouldn't be buying the Superman or the Batman. 
and or Batman and Robin. You know, yeah, I'll pick up the Red Lantern, which I did. You know, I'll pick up Green Lantern, and then I'll get the Green Lantern Corpse, and then we'll see if I continue getting the uh, the uh, New Guardians because Kyle's in charge. Uh, <laughs> see, that's funny because you left Green Lantern when Kyle came yeah. in, and that's when I actually started. I was the exact opposite yeah. of you. Like, I loved it when Kyle was in, and when Hal came back, I was not too happy. Yeah. Because I liked the cool young kid that uh, was more my age versus the old guy that had gray, you know, temples and was kind of aging. Yeah. I just didn't care for him. <laughs> well, they reversed his age, of course. Yeah, sure. Jeff Johns and saying it was Parallax that aged him and all this. Yes. And that. So they tried to make him younger and hipper, but it's really changed things. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's been enjoyable. I mean, you know, the uh, the Red Lantern series is kind of an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Definitely. now uh, going after to destroy all the evil in the world and stuff like that. But So I can see where people are kind of like, eh, on that. Because, well, I mean, Atrocitus was this really mean, badass type character that's like, I'm going to destroy everything yeah. in my path. Well, with a name know. like Atrocitus. Yeah. Like, you have a red cat. <laughs> I know, I mean, you have a red you know, cat, cat that vomits plasma-burning blood. <laughs> they can rip thing. through holes of ships. I mean, come on. See, one of the books I was really excited for was Suicide Squad 1. Not that I mean, one, I, yeah. I've loved the older series of that. Um, I just looked through issue 1 yesterday. I was flipping through it, and it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of these are – it's a great starting point, great jumping-on point for new readers – to get onto it. So while there might be issues with some of the older fans not liking some of it, I think it's going to get explained. I think it's going to do well um, for new readers. I think it's a great place to start. Okay. We're going to play something real quick, and oh, then we'll be right back. We'll come back to my one question. Yes. Okay. Oh boy. One more question. That was the wrong one. That, oh, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll come to that another time. Is. I'll push this button. Epic Puzzles and Games, located at 3612 West, 4700 South, is the only place to get your family games. Okay, we're back. All right, you're going to hook up a... Uh, all right, so Joe is going to quickly do his thing and run around and... Uh, uh, so Nivy writes in saying, Peter Pansy. Not Peter Parker, Peter Pansy. <laughs> She's not a fan of, of nice. Peter Parker, I guess. So, so out of the 52, what are the ones that you're excited about? The Besides Red Lantern, we know, which you couldn't you've get. You've got the four Green Lantern, basically, books that are tied together. I've got Stormwatch that I'm getting, okay. um, which I like the old series. Yeah. They added in Martian Manhunter. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Suicide Squad I'm in on. Nice. You know, action – see, this is a bubble for me. Action Comics, uh, Batman – uh, Batwoman. I like Batwoman. Yeah. Great series. Uh, I don't know if I'll keep it though. And Detective. Yeah, that's that's what I like. I, I like. actually like Detective. You know, like I said, I have the digital comic, and it looks really good. I like the Joker and how they've kind of progressed with that. But it's just like I said, it's weird because I got yeah. the other Batman titles, and it's like it's a different timeline. Well, you don't know if you want to stick with it or not. I mean, that's yeah. my thing. Is some of this is cool, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to stick around forever on it. Yeah. I. If you're an X-Men fan, there's a lot going on with that right now. Yeah, so it's easy to yeah. – it's almost like you have to pick the groups or, like, yeah. subgenre you're into and stick with that because there's so many other things. Yeah, so I, how many how many freaking much. X-Men titles are there these days? There's, like, eight six, main six, books. Six or six, eight? 
I think there's eight. Okay, yeah, there might be eight. Side issues. See how and how, yeah. Then you got Wolverine, how, and then you got Cable, and this yeah. and that. Yeah, and everyone's got yeah their own and, solo and titles. Trying to cross more over with the Avengers right now. They have the Children's Crusade going on, which crosses over with X Factor and all the mutants. Yeah. And then you have another book coming out that's going to cross over. Uh, what is it? Avengers Execution or something like that that mm-hmm. has Cable coming back. So it's. I don't know. It's, oh. There's a lot going on. So it's almost like if you want, if you're a Wolverine fan, you've got Wolverine. Wolverine Bester is uh, the Ken and X23, and that's yeah. like his little sub universe. Then all the other books that he appears in. That, yeah, yeah. But Cause, and he, he and he is making a lot of cameos these days. He is. I I just started reading uh, Schism, and that's really good. I I don't like that they're restarting Uncanny X-Men, but I can see why they're doing it. Okay. But uh, Schism is really good. Uh, X Factor is great. Peter David's work is amazing on there. A lot of people don't get that book. It's one of the lower selling books, but it's one of the best. And X Force is just unbelievable. They, and, and they're rebooting the Cable series. If, they are going to bring yeah. back Cable. Um, if you aren't following X Force, you got to check it out. They've made Archangel uh, Apocalypse. And what? Uh, what, what how, Archangel what is so Apocalypse? Like, so like now? as in he's filling the shoes? So when Apocalypse dies, yeah. His, Seed is passed down to the next who is a death. Yeah. Okay. The person that was which death. was Archangel. Which was Archangel. Archangel. Yeah. So he is becoming Apocalypse. Okay. So so it's not Ensobanur that we exactly, remember. Exactly. Okay. I see. So X Force actually went into the Age of Apocalypse universe and got a life seed. Oh boy. And a death seed to come back and try to change him back to Archangel or to Angel, and. Uh, he stole it from them and basically ruined Wolverine and he's going to basically destroy the whole earth except for this group of mutants that follows him. <laughs> and he wants to make uh, Betsy Braddock mm-hmm. uh, into the next death character. So, okay, wait. Oh, they go oh, into yeah. the Age of Apocalypse. That's like the only time I bought X-Men. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was it was great. Awesome. Look at that, huh? Mm. Mm, see? Ah, I I see it. it was, I see it was really good. It was good. I'll wait till the trade paperback. There, there you go. go. <laughs> it, it's been amazing. Like, uh, who is it? Rick something that writes that Rick Remender or something along those yeah. lines. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his last name offhand. I mean, he's doing an amazing job with that book. Wow. And the last X-Force series, a lot of people loved it because it was really violent and gory. Mm-hmm. This one is like that, but with so much more story. And it has Deadpool in it, and he's funny. And when is he great. not doing his Deadpool thing? Yeah, it's it's hilarious. He's like he's like the the Peter Parker of the X Men world, but likes to blow crap up. He is, <laughs> he is, yeah, but much more violent. It's yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I I continue to find myself buying more Marvel books, yeah. even, even though I like what's happening in DC. Marvel mm-hmm. just seems to have the edge for me right now. Okay, so no, well, they are really good, and you know now that kind of Disney owns them, you know they've got a little bit more. Uh, Buying power, honestly, yeah, they, they can do. Get, they can get the talent in. So, and I think they've done a really good job of that. If if you look at the books, I I think the value is just increasing in what they're putting out there. Yeah, yeah. There's not as much junk. Even the lower tier books that aren't considered top sellers, mm-hmm. they're great books. They're good reads. I mean, it's, you compare anything that Marvel's putting out now to anything in the '90s, and Marvel Marvel now yeah. just blows the best stuff in the '90s away. Yeah. <laughs> So. And, that, and that's saying stuff, because, I mean, yeah. 90s was when new comic books were really coming to... They're the, selling it. Yeah. 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 Back, yeah. But, back, I mean, back then, because, I, mean, uh, I mean, that's when big stories were starting to happen. A lot of 
mainstream people. A lot of big name mainstream well, famous make, people yeah. were getting into comic books and it was become public. Exactly. And they started make, taking a lot of more risks with the characters, stuff like yeah. that. You know, we got to see Superman die for crying out loud. Which, that's that's yeah. right. So, yeah, among other things. Green Lantern. I mean, there's just tons of people that have been par- or, you know, wiped out during that time frame. Mm-hmm. So one thing to see if this happens and if they pull it off is DC's got the new Batman movie coming out soon. Yeah. yeah. Where will Batman, the comic books, be when the movie comes out? Is mm-hmm. it going to be something with Bane in it? Okay. Or Catwoman in it? Because it's got to be Try to built up in. to a tie-in, I would think. Yeah. They haven't done the best job of it before in the past, but I'm thinking with a relaunch, this is a perfect time to tie right into the Right in, yeah. Series. As long as they don't do what they did with Thor. That's right. You know what Marvel did where they just bombarded us with Thor comic books There was about everywhere. eight Thor comics out each month, and I'm like, how? who's buying these? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the question is there's all this Thor, but who buys it? You know, Thor was a, a good movie. I enjoyed it, but not enough to want to buy eight exactly. Thor titles a month. I mean... We saw Captain America sales go up yeah. when the movie came out, but Thor. Captain America really was a still. great movie. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see them investing that much in that character, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, they, if or, they didn't have it already. Yeah, even when the new the new Spider Man, because so far it looks like they're doing it kind of good. That that dude, because that's a popular character. Exactly. I, you know, when Avengers comes out, I can that's see them pushing that, or even uh, the next Iron Man. But Thor, I mean, that's kind of yeah. like one of those lower exactly. end characters. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not even a, that great of a fan of what I'm seeing for the new <laughs> Superman movie. Oh, no, honest. I agree. Um, that, uh, that costume. Um, now, I've seen the costume he's wearing, but then they go in and they re-edit it and put red and stuff over the blue. So he's kind of got the red belt that's they like did. tri-striped, but no. It no. still looks. <laughs> That's weird. all you got to say about that. It's just yeah. No. And the guy, I, I thought Henry Cavill could pull it off. But you've no. not seen it. No. Oh. He, no. No. Just That's all I can say. Is no. It. Yeah. Uh, he's just. I, I'll have to. I'll go yeah. to see it in the theaters oh. and see what happens. You oh. know. But really, uh, so far, I'm not impressed. So oh, I I just. Uh, um, let me bring up Henry Calvell though. Yes. I just I just heard about this. I don't know if he wanted to I'm sorry, talk to her about this. Yeah, I just I just heard that Andy Whitfield died. The guy who played yeah, 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 Spartacus. Played Spartacus. Yeah, he was, oh yeah, he, was, he just he passed away. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he was fighting he that, that uh, yeah. lymph- non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm-hmm. which was really sad because they had to recast him, but that's too bad. That's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just that just brought that up. I, I think he's like, only I mean, 39. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still Young pretty guy. young. And he was amazing in that as that character. That's right. So I, I don't even know if that's going to survive another season. Which is a real shame. Yeah. Because if something deserved to go on, it was that. Yeah. Um, and today's also International Talk Like a Pirate Day. How are we not talking like pirates? I don't know. We forgot God. to do that. And tonight is the drop of Gears of War 3. Oh. Drops at midnight tonight. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. So guess who's uh, going to be disappearing off the map for a while? <laughs> this guy. He's off and the grid. I'm going to be dropping off the grid. I'm going to activate Don's little microphone. There you go. You can talk. Hi. Don showed up. So hey. Don with Epic Puzzles and Games. Welcome, welcome Thank to our you. inaugural show from your store. I'm so excited to have you guys yes. here. It, it went fairly well, actually. And Joe, you look very dapper today. Oh, this okay. is Joe's now his his show, show. uniform. <laughs> I don't know. He just he dresses up. Yeah, he does. We go anywhere. That's how I roll, I guess. We'll be at Geeks next month oh, in October, see, the 14th got, and 15th. Yeah. 
And from the sounds of it, we got a really good boost bass. So. Okay. Good. And good. we'll be up on the stage, so we can. All right. I like. I like you. I like you. This. Yeah. I like you. This. So, um, okay. Anyway, so, um, so real quickly, my real one, quickly? my one question though, because we okay. are running out of time. We got Who, like, all right. So, with all the comics book news going on, everything's huge right now. Who's the big winner? Who's the loser? The big winner and the big loser on this. Oh boy. Uh, I gotta say, uh, DC's the big winner. I mean, okay. I, I don't think they can really fail what they're doing. I, when you have Justice League on the fourth print, when has yeah. Justice League? When has anybody cared about it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been years when Grant Morrison redid it in the 90s almost. Yeah. It's the JLA. Uh, big loser? Oh, man. Uh, how about the Green Lantern movie? That could be the big loser <laughs> because that bombed. And that's really surprising that it bombed. I'm still going to buy it on DVD. Are you? I, you I, I'm showing my Green Lantern pride. <laughs> my ring and my wristband. Um, I'll still go see it. <laughs> and they're making a sequel, so I mean, it made they enough are. money to make a sequel, and hopefully, the sequel will fix a few things. How about the loser being Deadpool fans? Because Ryan yes. Reynolds will not be Deadpool if they make no. a movie of it. Mm-hmm. No. Because Marvel said, "You're Green Lantern. It, we're not crossing you over into our book." Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I honestly think the Deadpool portrayal was horrible. I mean, come on, swords coming out of your arms and firing laser beams out of your eyes. Yeah, yeah. got a little too much. Little yeah. too much. I liked him before, before they did the surgery when he was, you know, the sword wielding and he was bad mouthing. That was perfect Deadpool. That was. And Ryan Reynolds could do it like no other. But <laughs> when they did all the weird <laughs> but stuff. But then the rest of it. <laughs> but of course, the whole cartoony claws out of Wolverine's hands kind of yeah. did it for me too. See, to me, he was almost too goofy to be Hal. Yeah. You know, the guy that I think would have been perfect for him was that guy from uh, Crazy Sexy Love. What's his name? I can't think of it. Oh, no, sorry. No. Yeah. Uh, we'll think about it. We'll, 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 we'll figure we'll, it out we'll, we'll, yeah, we are we'll almost out of time. Oh, dang it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think... Ryan he, Gosling? Ryan Gosling, go. yeah. He could probably okay. do it. I mean, honestly, DC... I don't think DC can fail. Even if it does bomb these number ones, they can just jump back and say, oh, something happened, and this is why this happened. Crisis okay. on the new Earth. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? This yeah. how you're going to do it, right, guys? Okay. Yeah. And oh. that's the great thing that they've done in the past is if it doesn't work, they tweak it a little bit and make it work for them. Okay. So then, okay, now that leads me to this, though, because we've seen, uh, I mean, unfortunately, we've seen what happens when people, you know, with a lot of the companies, corporations and stuff in real life mm-hmm. who have set it up so that way when they do, if they fail, nothing happens. Is, can, I mean, is that does that sort of logic apply in, in comic books? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you All can, the time. So you can. I mean. So, but they set it up so there's no risk, though. Exactly. Well, I mean, you kind of had that for five months with that. Uh, what's it called? The, the, the crossover they just had, Flashpoint. Yeah. yeah. Where they almost created this whole fake alternative for three, four months, and Why then they they're like, "Oh, we're this. restarting it all over." So. Yeah. They could say, "Well, we're going back to Flashpoint or previous star. Yeah. Wherever. Okay. So they have a save point. They can effectively just go back to where. Yeah, and that's kind of the nice thing about comics. So yeah, okay. Well, since we're almost out of time for our first show here, we should probably ask: Is there any events going on at Come Epic? Come on, Don, yes. hit us. This yeah. week, I'm so excited is the Innistrad pre-release. The next Magic set releases next week. Yay. So the pre-release is this weekend. We're running our first event, uh, midnight Friday night, Saturday morning. Um, that's a sealed. 
and then we're running a booster draft the next day at 2, and then we're doing a 2HG sealed in, um, Saturday at 7 p.m. as well. So we've got a lot of events running this weekend. It should be a lot of fun. And that's running Fridays, Friday and Saturday? Friday and Saturday, that's Ooh, right. That's a that's a book schedule right there. I, I know. We're so excited because every time we run a pre-release, it's very it's like the best party because everybody's so excited to see the new cards and they're really happy no matter what they pull because they don't have 16 of them already. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. And we have the best party in town, of course. Yes. I mean, last this last one apparently was rocking. We went to the wrong location. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, we really? Have, yeah, we went, we to, went to the, the right place. Play with Nate. Oh. And it was just pretty much everyone there came because of us. There was nice. no one else there, and then everyone was here. <laughs> we had so many. We had over 100 people through the store for our food bank yeah. celebration, nice. Utah nice. celebration. We got a lot of stuff and for the food bank. you had some good bank. donations? We did. It was wonderful. Great. I filled up my minivan. So. Awesome. That's <laughs> all you can ask for. We were even ready to do our, our deadly feast, but no one showed. Aww. I couldn't get there on time. Yeah. I was. However, you should have just come here. We, we need to do it time. here, though. Yeah. Uh, we got, we're all ready. It's a zombie apocalypse. And the best thing about the Deadly Feast, no one lives. That's awesome. Yeah, it, 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 yeah there's no way. You try as you might. <laughs> if you do, you the only... should come in on a Wednesday and do that right. with some of our, some of our D&D players. Yeah. I bet they would have a really I think great they, yeah. time. The only way to survive is to do something stupid, <laughs> heroic, which normally is something stupid, or be very entertaining, which eventually leads to your death anyways. Um, <laughs> all roads lead to death. Yes. No one lives. Everyone dies, so it's tons of fun. I can think of three or four people off the yeah. top of my head that I'd love to hear do something. Yeah, because literally mm-hmm. you jump, grab a spot on the table, and you, you're like, okay, how did you get here, and why? And if it's boring, yeah, if you're it's, dead. It, yeah, if it's boring for even a second, you're well, just like, Well, I walked into the tavern. Okay, you're dead. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> It'd be like, and you walked right into the spiked pit at the bottom of the tavern. <laughs> Boom, you're gone. Or you're like this. Um, um, uh, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dead. Boom, dead. And you mark it on your sheet exactly how many seconds. seconds. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Right there. It is tons of fun. Um, well, I'll talk to my players on, on Wednesday. All right. I'll come in and talk to them, and we'll set something up. Sweet. Hey, all right. Yes, Daddy we, we even have props. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm but sorry you didn't get to do it, but you, yeah. you went to the wrong place. And, we, we did. did. We and did. it's really easy to do because it only involves a D20. That's it. Nice. You if don't that. need anything else. Very yeah, nice. if that really, if, it's up to the discretions of the the game masters. <laughs> I also want to mention that yes. we've got we've got a miniature gaming group who comes in on Thursday evenings now, and they're looking for new players. So if you're okay. interested in learning War Machine, Warhammer, Malifaux, anything like that, come in on Thursday, and they're nice. very friendly and very nice. Okay, Sweet. great. Great. How many pe- and how many people large are we looking at so far? Um, four or five okay. so far, but we'd like to get more in. All right. Okay. It's, on it's kind of in infancy, so if you want to start in when it's first starting, which is the best time to get in, yeah, come on in. Thursday Thursday evening between six and six thirty is generally when they start. Okay. And we will be back every Monday here, so we want to fill this place, have an audience. That would know, be great. I, yeah. Yes. And with, and with, the, with the lineup of now. interviews that we've got coming up here. Yes. I mean, really, there's. It's going to happen, I think. Yes, uh, we have uh, we have an interview next week. Lisa, mm-hmm. no, Ilsa Bloke. Okay. Bloke. After that is Amber Argyle. She'll be back. Then we have L- Larry Niven and Steve Barnes, which were wow. in the Moon Maze. Yeah. And then, ooh, we got a 90-second warning. And then after <laughs> that, we don't have anyone in that time slot. But then the week after that is Dan Wells, which is coming in studio. Actually, in, Dan, Wells, in Dan Wells will be at our pre-release. Oh, He's going to play. Weekend? 
Yeah, this weekend he'll be here playing and signing books. Oh, some people are going to die, I think, now. We could set up a special show to play just Saturday. You could do that. Oh. He's coming at midnight. Uh, He's all set. And it's at midnight? It starts at midnight. Mm. On Friday? Friday night. Oh, man. Well, we got 60 mm-hmm. seconds. We need to sign out. Oh, boy. Yes. So, um, so Scott, thanks for coming on and talking thank you, comics. Thank you. Always Scott a pleasure. We, we want you back. Like once a month, does that work? That works. That, that works for you. All right, we'll, 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 we'll set it up before we go then. I just can't read enough comics to talk about comics anymore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, and I keep trying to catch up, and I'm yes. like, I'm like, eh, grasping at straws. And there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. so it's a good time. And yeah. thanks to Don and the wonderful people at Epic Ga- Puzzles and Games Our for pleasure. Excelsior, giving us a place to sit. Oh, and that's another thing we have to talk about off air. So all right, so uh, all right. Uh, and so next time we'll have uh, Epic Showdown, Gamer Forge, the usual sorts. Yes. Yes, we'll figure that we out. Didn't, we didn't do it tonight, but we only have a two-hour show, so we got to figure out how to mold yeah, everything so we're, into we're, we're in the a, from our three-hour show to a two-hour show. Okay. So, so I guess until next time, uh, I good like night, how this night world. It's awesome. And get more from your games. Yes. That's if not, come back next week. Yeah, and, and then get more. And go to Epic. Yes, please.